The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. The prophet came in and said, the battle's not yours, but God's. You can face any enemy the devil can bring your way if God's in your corner. That's all you got to do. Get God in your corner. And that's what fasting does. Confession is a vital part of our faith. The words we speak carry more weight than most of us could ever imagine. The book of Proverbs tells us that our words can either destroy or bring life. Yet, you have the power to choose the right words to come out of your mouth. In the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life, Dr. Ed King shares biblical insight and direction on how to use your words to bring the future you desire. These confessions cover areas of your life such as your health, purpose, family, finances, and more. Agree with God and speak what you want to see in your life. To order the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life as MP3s for a gift of $7 or on CD for a gift of $15, go to poweroftheword.com or call 1-800-956-4433. Change the course of your future through the words you speak today. Behold also the gallows that are fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who, spo who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. And they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. This was the king's, thus was the king's wrath pacified. And so the point is, it in a time of great danger, when many people could have lost their life, what did they do? They set themselves on a fast, and God began to create a bunch of super, supernatural circumstances that brought to naught the enemy and exalted the righteous. Brought to naught the enemy and exalted the righteous. Did you hear what I said? And you know what he'll do for you? He'll do the same thing. When you're in a set of circumstances that look like they're hopeless, that nobody has an answer to, God can take it and turn it around. I've had things happen in my life where there were hidden events, you know, maybe some records somewhere that, that, that were off, or, or maybe when I say records, you know, legal documents and things like that, and you begin to make discoveries. It's like, hmm, somebody's making a play for me, and I didn't even know they were making the play. But God knew it. God knows how to turn it. I remember one distinct situation that happened to me. Uh, there was an inheritance that I was absolutely entitled to, without question. And there came a bunch of circumstances, and they called me and said, well, we, we, we find that you're, uh, you're not qualified. I said, oh, yes, I am. And I got inside information. What's your inside information? Well, I'm not telling you, but it's inside this book. And I got some inside information on this. And not only was I not robbed, 
Well, I'll just leave it at that. I was not. I did not lose it. But if I left it alone, I would have. Left to the devices of circumstance. I don't know if anybody was really out to make that happen, but the devil was. And what he meant for bad, God turned to good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can just live with the lack. You can just live and take it on the nose if you want to, or you can do something about it. Fight it back. Push it back. Somebody trying to steal from you? Well, bless God enough. Well, you don't have anything you can do. Yeah, I do too. I'm telling you what to do. Well, we don't know what the circumstances are. You don't have to know. Nobody knows what the circumstances are. This stuff's done in the dark. It's hidden. But there's danger involved. Amen? You find David over here in Psalms 35. And I won't read that whole psalm. Good psalm to read. Now, I want to say this in relationship to it. David's having trouble with some enemies. And, you know, he was a man of war. When he had trouble with enemies, it wasn't just, you know, uh, lightweight stuff. I mean, these are wars and battles and people are going to die today kind of stuff. You know? Now, I know you're supposed to forgive everybody, but, but forgiving and laying down are not the same thing. I'll forgive you, but I'm going to tell you, if you come after me, I'm going to hurt you. I'll forgive you when I shoot you. Well, you be you, I'll be me. Don't try smash and grab on me because you won't like what you find on the other side of that door. I'm just telling you. Now you say, well, you shouldn't talk like that. Well, I'm not a wimp. I'm not going to lay down for that. Well, the devil just come in and take care of He ain't taking my stuff. He ain't going to hurt me, hurt my wife, hurt my stuff, hurt my beagle. <laughs> you touch the beagle, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's the way it works around here. But anyway, when uh, David was coming under an attack from an enemy, he said, please plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my heaven. So see, he's making his appeal to the Lord in the middle of an assault. Amen? And we find in verse number 13, now you can read all the in-betweens. I don't have time. But we find in verse number 13, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humbled myself with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. In other words, he said, when I call on you, God, to protect me from my enemies, I'm going to fast and pray about this danger that lurks. I'm going to fast and pray about this danger that's hidden in the dark place. I am confident over the years. And some of the stories I could tell you, number one, I'd be embarrassed to tell you about it because it's just so ridiculous. And others, you can't even believe it. And others, I don't even remember. But there are dozens of times in the life of this church where I'm confident that the devil made a play and it wouldn't exist 
had we not turned to God with prayer and fasting. Because he had the scheme set up. I mean, you can see it. You can see it. You know? But guess what? We're here, and they're not. So, I don't know. Does it do anything? Well, we're here. They're not. Isn't that what you're after anyway? You want to win? That's how to do it. Psalms 109, verse 4. He said, for my love, they are, all, are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And so here we find David again. His adversaries are coming against him. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Now remember, you forgive everybody. I'm not talking about being vengeful. I'm not talking about revenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay it. I'm not, trying, I'm not talking about out to get somebody or out to harm somebody. I'm talking about somebody's trying to harm you. And there are people that are very, very cunning and crafty. And they use legalese and they use situations and they're whisperers and they turn people against you and they move, maneuver. They do all kinds of things. That's what I'm talking about. It's the world you live in, guys. What did he do? Verse 24. My knees are weak through fasting and my flesh faileth of fatness. In other words, during this time he was under an assault. It was a demonic spiritual attack we find this man of God who was a man after God's own heart setting himself apart when the enemy came through times of fasting and prayer this was a man after God's own heart guys now we find this story over here and it's difficult to read it all because of time but we find Paul and he's been, he's He's being transported to Rome. He's been imprisoned and confined. And they're taking him by order of, of the powers that be. They're taking him to Rome to stand before Caesar. And they've got him on a ship. And Paul told him in Acts 27 and verse number 10, he said, I perceive this voyage will be hurt with much damage. And so he knew in his heart and you've had that sense sometimes. There's danger here. But he couldn't do anything about it. He had no power to make a choice. But he did tell him. He said, I perceive this voyage is full of danger. And they didn't listen. And in verse 11, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship. And they just went ahead as if Paul had not said anything and so they didn't want to leave the ship there for the winter they wanted to get ahead of, of the weather and cold weather and whatever and so they were going to move and they did it against spiritual advice and uh, verse 14 he said but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. now Eurocladon is a hurricane and so they're out in the Mediterranean in a, you can imagine, a sailing vessel, no motor, a sail that is affected or powered by wind. 
and they're in a hurricane. That's a predicament. That's a bad, bad, bad situation. Amen. And it says, And when the ship was called, they could not bear up to the wind, they let her drive. And they finally ended up running to the ground a little bit later, but it says in verse 18, And being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, they began to throw the things out. If you don't have everything tied down in a ship in that kind of environment, the inside is worse than what's on the outside. Shifting cargo, things of that nature. You got to get it out of there. The ropes tying it down, the fasteners, they start breaking and it'll tear the ship completely apart. Amen. And it says that they had lost hope that any should be saved. It had gotten to the point where they'd just given it up. Now, that's pretty dangerous, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? I'm talking to you about fasting in dangerous times. In verse 21, you can read this story when you have time. It's a good one. It's verse 21, but after long abstinence, now, that word abstinence there means simply they went without food. Now, I can say, I don't know, if you've ever been seasick, I'm not asking for a show of hands. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you've ever been seasick, ain't no sick like seasick. <laughs> you, you, you ain't been sick till you've been seasick. No joke. So I don't know if they were just not eating because they were seasick or fear or be hard to pass around a table in a hurricane. You get what I'm saying? But whatever the case may be, I believe in Paul's case it was spiritual. I don't believe it was just based on the elements. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and have nodded loose from Crete and have gained uh, this harm and loss. He said, I told you this voyage, but we wrought with much danger. You didn't listen. Here's what you got. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer. So he made his point, but then said, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. So there was an angel came to Paul during a time of great danger as a result of fasting. Now we know biblically, you find it in a couple of places in, in the Gospels. You find it in uh, Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 11. Now this is when Jesus is out in the wilderness and he's starting his ministry and he's in a time of prayer and fasting. Fasting. He went on that 40 day fast to begin his ministry. Amen. And in verse 11 of Matthew 4, he said, Then the devil leaveth him and behold the angels came and ministered unto him. Angels are involved when people fast. Well, that was Jesus. Well, this is Paul. 
And you know what? You could put your name in there if you wanted to. Angels will assist you in times of prayer and fasting. Angelic assistance comes to the aid of the person in a time of danger that sits their face against the wall, so to speak, and seeks God through prayer and fasting. Angels on assignment for you. Amen. We find in Mark chapter 1, same incident. Jesus in the wilderness beginning his ministry with a time of prayer and fasting. Mark 1 and 13. And there was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted of Satan. And there was with him the wild beast and the angels ministered unto him. So the angel came as a result of fasting. You, you find this principle all through Scripture. You find the same thing in the book of Daniel. When Daniel set his face to get before the Lord, the angel came and visited him. Gabriel came and visited him and said, I was sent from the first day that you set your heart to fast and pray. And it took me 21 days to get through the junk in the heavenlies to get an answer to you. But the angel was sent because he fasted. Angels are sent to you when you fast. They begin to go and do the things that you can't do. They begin to get involved in situations you don't know anything about. They begin to go to the places. They know the details behind what's going on. You can work it out if you want to, or you can get some heavenly help and I believe getting heavenly help is a wise thing to do amen Barbara's prayers were answered when her husband Julius came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior while watching the power of the word broadcast sadly Julius passed away soon after but Barbara is at peace knowing that he made Jesus his Lord and Savior and that soon they'll be reunited in heaven Hi, I'm Carly, I'm the producer here at The Power of the Word, and we often hear of individuals coming to know Jesus as their Lord and strengthening their relationship with Him through our broadcast. God is doing incredible things in this ministry, and it is all made possible by our faithful monthly partners. We truly, truly cherish your partnership. I wanna ask you today if you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. When you partner with a ministry like Power of the Word, the blessing on that ministry comes into your life as well. Becoming a partner is very simple. Just go to powerofthewordcom slash partner. Call us at 1-800-956-4433 or text GIVE to 865-978-6380. From all of us here at Power of the Word, thank you for your partnership. Praise God. He said, for there stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all of them that sail with thee. And so all those men, there were over 140 in that boat besides Paul, and every one of those people in that boat besides Paul got delivered because Paul set his face to talk to God and fast. They'd have died. <laughs> there wouldn't be any record of them at all. 
they'd have lost a ship and lost their life. But a fast during a dangerous time saved everything. Your family ever been in a dangerous time? Somebody in your family, maybe, in a dangerous time? You say, what do you mean? They're not on a ship in the middle of the Mediterranean. No, but they may be facing some spiritual war that you've never seen anything like. And they're not in any position to be able to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Why don't you miss a meal or two and pray for that lost child? Why don't you miss a meal or two and pray for that marriage that's on the rock? Why don't you miss a meal or two and pray for that family that Satan's trying to shred and shatter? Why don't you miss a meal or two and pray for that business that Satan's trying to bankrupt? You're just going to take it, let it be, or you're going to push back. It's your choice. It's your choice. I think it's wiser to miss a meal or two, to turn your face to God and ask God to do for you what you cannot do for you. You don't have these answers. You don't know where the problems even are. And even if you did, you probably couldn't solve them. But nothing is too hard for your God. And he cares about you. And he cares what you're going through. Amen. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe that it shall be even as he told me, how be it. We must be cast to a certain island. And he told the guys on the ship, verse 34, Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health. For there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. That's a pretty good promise. In the middle of a hurricane, in the middle of the ocean, fasting and seeking God, and God's saying, there'll not be a hair fall from your head. I'll take you and put you right here. Now, I don't know what you're facing in life. I don't know what it is. Every life is unique. Every person is an individual. What comes to you is not the same as what comes to me. The problems and the challenges that I face are the ones that are uniquely mine. The problems, the challenges that you face are uniquely yours. Now, it's the same devil. And his strategies are the same in some ways. But he's got a myriad of ways that he can come. He's got, a, he's got untold things that he can bring against you. People, circumstances, finances, health. I don't know what it might be or the lack thereof. But I can tell you this. We know even in, in Isaiah 58, it says, when you fast, your health will spring forth speedily. If you've got a chronic health issue, fasting can't hurt you. We saw the generational things. We saw that. You've got a chronic thing going on in the family that's been passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. 
and nobody seems to be able to break it. Fasting. God said would break it. Folks, I don't know if this stuff touches you or if it matters to you, but I'm going to tell you, this is the ticket. When you hit these problems, you just can't solve. When you hit issues, you just can't resolve. When you're back, is back, when you're backed in a corner, you're backed against a wall. It's like old guy said, run to the roundhouse, Sadie. They can't corner you there. <laughs> Devil can't hem you in. You got another thing up your sleeve. When you've done all you can do, there's one more thing to do. You don't have to die before your time. C-19 can't take you, nor can the treatment for it take you. I got to watch my words if I want this to go far and wide. You understand what I'm saying? It's never the last word for you. You got the last say-so here. God has the last say-so in your life. You call on him. When nobody can get it done, he can get it done. When nobody knows what to do, he knows what to do. Now, you know, you may be listening to me out there where you are, and everything may seem absolutely hopeless where you are. But I'm going to tell you, God is the God of hope. He's the God of answers. He's the God of deliverance. He's the God that can do things that you can't do. You couldn't even imagine what he's capable of. We all face times in our life where evil or danger is present. We have the story of Esther and the Jewish people and a diabolical evil man wanted to destroy the Jewish people. And they proclaimed a flat fast. And then we find the great apostle Paul when he was in a, he was in a hurricane out in the Mediterranean on a boat, on a ship. And the Bible says that they had given up all hope of being saved. It just was over. And after a long time of fasting before God, an angel appeared to him and said, you'll be saved, the ship will be lost, but all those that sail with you will be saved. And so fasting sometimes brings great, great, great uh, pressure to bear on the forces of darkness. God begins to move. You say, well, why is that? I'm not sure I really understand all the reasons why, but I think it's a, it's a demonstration of our faith in God and our trust in God and our putting our hands in His hand and allowing Him, him to do what He desires to do anyway. But there's evil forces that are pushed back and angelic forces that are released through our times of fasting. And so in dangerous times, it wouldn't hurt to go a day or two without some food, really. And you may be facing that. If you don't know Jesus today, that's the most important thing, most important decision that you could ever make. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, do it. Say, Jesus, I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you, serve you. Sin, Satan, I don't serve you. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, no, you meant it. You wouldn't pray that if you, if you didn't. 
we, uh, we want to rejoice with you and we want to pray for you. So let us know here that you've prayed that prayer. And we uh, want you to know that we do these broadcasts for you. You're the reason we do it. We love you. We care about you. And we look forward to our next time together. Until then, God bless.